0: I'm Greg Kasparow, and this is the Spread HD Podcast. everyone, and welcome to the show. This is going to be our final uh, preseason episode here leading into the 2019 season for both the NFL and college football. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm actually going to be on my own. There's not going to be any uh, guest hosts that we'll be interviewing uh, with various questions or any introductions today. Uh, We're just going to get right into the meat of the episode, which the last division we have not covered is the NFC North, which features teams such as Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, and the Detroit Lions. Uh, So with that, what we're going to do is just jump right into those teams. I'm going to kind of go through what has happened in the offseason for them, uh, go through uh, players that have gone, players that have arrived, and then uh, finish up... Uh, the episode here with some final my actual final predictions for what's going to happen in both the college and NFL scene as far as playoffs go and give you my my picks for those. So with that, let's jump into the team that won the NFC North last year. Uh, that team is the Chicago Bears. Uh, Chicago last year finished 12 and 4. They finished as the number three overall seed in the NFC. Uh, where they lost in the wild card round in a very tight game against the Philadelphia Eagles It came down to the last second. Uh, some key additions that the Bears made is they drafted David Montgomery, a running back. That was kind of their big um, draft pick they made within those first three rounds. Uh, and then they did make some other off-season moves in free agencies, such as HaHa Clinton Dix, a safety. Corderell Patterson, a wide receiver, who I believe last was with the Patriots. Uh, And then Mike Davis, a running back, who I believe last was with Seattle. Uh, In terms of teams that have left the Bears, of note, the main two uh, players that I have are Adrian Amos, a safety, and Jordan Howard, uh, a running back. And then in looking at the Chicago Bears schedule, I'd say their schedule is probably amongst the toughest uh, in the NFL this year. So obviously they're going to play their sixth Six of their games are going to be against teams within their own division, so two against the Packers, two against the Vikings, two against the Lions. Looks like the AFC division that the NFC North is going to be playing this year is the AFC West, so they're going to face the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs, the LA Chargers, the Oakland Raiders, as well as uh, the Denver Broncos. So, you know, a couple teams in there that I think are going to be playoff-caliber teams, and then they will Also, it looks like play against the NFC East, this this whole division will be, so they'll play the likes of Philly, Washington, Dallas, and the Giants. And then since the Bears won the division last year, they're going to have to also play the LA Rams and the New Orleans Saints. So just in looking at their schedule, I'd say their schedule is amongst, it's probably the toughest in the NFL, if I'm being honest here. They open the season a little bit on an easier note, though. So before their bye is week six, so those games leading in include Green Bay, Denver, Washington, Minnesota, and Oakland. The middle part of their schedule, I think, is pretty brutal. They right after the bye, they have the Saints and Chargers at home before they go on the road against the Eagles, and then they're um, have a little bit easier of an ending. So then they go Detroit, Rams, Giants, Detroit, Dallas, Green Bay. Kansas City, and Minnesota. Uh, So I'd say the toughest part is those three games coming right out of the bye. Uh, Hopefully they're going to have fresh legs and be able to compete in those games. Uh, But once again, I think that this schedule is very difficult for the Bears. And I think it's going to be a more difficult path this year to try to get back to the playoffs, especially since um, other teams have probably figured out the scheme now that Mitch Trubisky's playing under. Uh, They might be able to better defend against him than, than they were last year now last year was his second season at quarterback but his first year as a rookie uh, didn't play a ton he played a fair amount um, but I think going into year three I think he might have a little bit of a slump in terms of how the teams are, are approaching the scheme that that he's playing under there so with that, we're now going to jump into the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings uh, last season were the second-place team, the NFC North. They finished 8-7-1, uh, So, but they missed out on the playoffs. Uh, the pre- pre- season before that, this team was a playoff team. They got all the way to the NFC Championship game before they lost to the Eagles. Uh, so last year, they kind of took a step back. It was their first year with Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. Uh, this will be year two with him. With um, other players of note they their main additions were in the draft so they went out and addressed their needs which included garrett bradbury a center irv smith jr a tight end who was with alabama and then alexander madison a running back so they went out got the players that they felt that they needed uh, particularly a couple offensive weapons for Kirk cousins to work with as well as a center to protect them um since their defense was pretty stellar but Kirk Cousins, I don't think, had the weapons last year that the Vikings had previously had in in past years. Uh, So hopefully this will help them out. And then in terms of losses, they did lose Latavius Murray. He was a running back, as well as Sheldon Richardson, a defensive tackle. Now, in terms of the Vikings schedule, it's going to be a little bit easier than the Bears. Uh, Obviously, they're going to play a lot of those same teams, but the teams that they will differ in is that they will be playing the Atlanta Falcons coming out of the south uh nfc south that is and they will play the seattle seahawks out from the nfc west so schedules they don't have their buy until week 12 so they got to play 11 straight games to start the year so that's also a pretty tough feat they've got atlanta green bay oakland chicago the giants the eagles the lions the redskins the uh chiefs cowboys and broncos so kind of fluctuates i'd say maybe the Middle part of that schedule is going to be tougher, where they have the Bears, the Giants, Eagles, uh, as well as kind of the end, right leading into the bye. They have Kansas City and, and Dallas before they play Den- end with Denver. End of their schedule, I think, is really where they're going to have to grind it out to try to get into the playoffs. So coming out of the bye, they're at Seattle. Then they're ho- then all of their divisional games are at home, uh, which I think is is an upgrade for them. So they're home against Detroit. Then they go to the Chargers. And then home against the Packers, home against the Bears. I think that part of their schedule alone is honestly what's going to help propel them into the playoffs. The fact that they get all of those divisional teams at home, their road games are going to be a little tricky with Seattle and the Chargers. I think that they'll be rested that they could at least pull off one of those games, particularly probably the Seattle game. So I think they could probably win four of their last five games and sneak into the playoffs. I think that that's definitely a possibility. All right, now jumping into the next team is the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay last year finished third in the division. They were six, nine, and one, so another losing season out in Green Bay. Their second straight year in a row that they missed the playoffs. Uh, they did part ways with their head coach last year, Mike McCarthy, uh, midway through the season, and hired Matt Lafleur, who was last with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they believe Matt Lafleur is the coach that's going to help Aaron Rodgers the most. Uh, he's you know, as I've mentioned in past episodes, he's kind of going along with the trend that a lot of teams are going with is get that young, offensive-minded coach that can really uh, complement the quarterback. So with that, Packers had a lot of additions and subtractions, ma- mainly additions. So their main was was they drafted Rashawn Gary, an outside linebacker uh, from Michigan. He was the twelfth overall pick. Uh, He played alongside the likes of Devin Bush and Chase Winovich at Michigan, who both of those players went to the Steelers and Patriots. I think Rashawn Gary's a little bit more raw than those players. He's got a lot of um, better—he's a much better physical talent than either of those two, not to say that the others uh, are not as physically talented, but um, he definitely has the skill set, I think, to play in the NFL, and it can make some noise. Another player that they drafted was Darnell Savage, Savage Jr., a free safety, as well as Elgton Jenkins, a center, and Jace Sternberger, a tight end. Uh, in terms of outside of the draft, they did get Adrian Amos. He was that uh, safety I mentioned who left Chicago. Then they also got Zadarius Smith, an outside linebacker. The main two losses they had uh, included Brashad Breland, a corner, and Randall Cobb, a wide receiver, who I believe went to the Dallas Cowboys, where... Uh, he will be playing with Dak Prescott as, as probably, probably the number two, maybe number three behind um, Amari Cooper there in Dallas. So, Packers, obviously their schedule is going to be a little bit easier than even the Vikings. Uh, the main two um, teams that they will play differently is out of the South, they'll be playing the Carolina Panthers, and out of the West, they'll be playing the San Francisco 49ers. Although, I think. One of those two teams might be competing for a playoff spot, and I'll get into that at the very end of the episode. So Green Bay opens with the Bears. That's the opening night Thursday game, this upcoming Thursday, September 5th, um, on NBC, where Green Bay will be going to Chicago, which I think is pretty cool that one of the major NFL rivalries is what's going to cap off the 100th season to the NFL. Um, After that, they've got on the road against Minnesota, or I'm sorry, home against Minnesota, uh, home against the Broncos, home against the Eagles. Uh, So I think those are some games that they could potentially uh, get some wins, especially since they're at home. After that, they're on the road against Dallas, um, home against the Lions, home against the Raiders before they go on the road back-to-back weeks against Kansas City and the LA Chargers. I think those are going to be tough games. They then are... Uh, home against Carolina before they have their bye. And then after the bye, they play six straight games. And I think kind of like Minnesota, these six games in a row are going to be what defines them getting into the playoffs. Um, Some teams could be perceived as being easier this year. Some teams might be more, more difficult, but they start on the road against San Fran on the road against the Giants before they have their last two home games against Washington and Chicago. And then they end the year on the road against Minnesota and on the road against Detroit. I think the Packers are a team that could get into the playoffs depending on how they perform. I don't think there's any like other than those road game back-to-back road games against Kansas City and the Chargers. I don't think there's any other point that would be more challenging and I think that their their collection of home and away games kind of comes comes the way that they would want to like they, they have them more grouped versus it being back and forth back and forth like a lot of other teams um so i think that they there's a there's a chance and i'll, I'll go into whether or not they get in at the end of the episode here the last team to cover here in the uh, nfc north would be the detroit lions uh detroit last year It was their first year with Matt Patricia as their head coach. They did finish six and 10, although I do remember there was a Monday night football game in which they did upset the Patriots towards the beginning of the season. Although beginning of the year in the NFL is a lot different than how you finish. So, you know, that could have been a fluke game, but anybody in the NFL can beat anybody any given week. So, uh, they did, they did, um, have a respectable season given it was Matt Patricia's first year. Um, they didn't really lose anybody significant, from what I could tell. Um, they did add a lot of talents, and I, I think are players that that this team needed to help bolster their roster. So they did draft TJ Hawkinson as a tight end. He was the number eight overall pick, I believe, coming out of Iowa. They got Jelani Tavai, a linebacker, as well as Will Harris, a safety. And then in terms of other players were acquired in free agency, they did add Jesse James, a tight end who last played with Pittsburgh. Trey Flowers, a defensive end. Justin Coleman, a corner. And Danny Amendola, a wide receiver, uh, who I believe was playing on the Dolphins last year. He was obviously previously a New England Patriots player, but I think last year he was with the Dolphins. So Lions, I think, addressed a lot of their needs. It was obviously a year in which Matt Stafford took kind of a step back. He was previously like a main like fantasy threat when it came to playing quarterback uh, but last year, he didn't really get it done. I think he might have finished even like around like 19 or 20 amongst fantasy uh, players when it comes to quarterback play. Um, but mainly with the with the Lions, the only main uh, changes in their schedule is um, they're going to be playing Arizona out of the NFC West, and then they'll be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the NFC South. Their schedule is a little bit different than the others in that their bye is week five. So they have four games leading into the bye in which they go at Arizona, home against the Chargers, at the Eagles, and home against the Chiefs. So, first four games, I'd say three of those are against teams that are going to be pretty good this year. Um, So, good luck to the Lions going to their bye before they then come out and play 12 straight games, which are going to include at Green Bay, at home against the Vikings, at home against the giants at the raiders at the bears home against the cowboys at washington home against the bears at minnesota home against the buccaneers at denver home against the packers so the the after the bye i'd say it kind of fluctuates like beginning part of the schedule i think is a little bit more manageable but then kind of towards the middle where they've got Chicago and Dallas and Washington and then Chicago again. That that's probably the toughest part coming out of the bye. Um some of those teams, as I have mentioned, uh maybe competing for a playoff spot, but we'll have to just wait and see with with what the season's gonna hold for them. Um I don't think the Lions are going to make it to the playoffs. I think that they probably will maybe improve on their six and 10 mark, or maybe just stay right at six and 10. But I don't think that they're going to have a record worse than that. And I honestly think a lot of the teams in this division are very, are very good to average, but I don't think there's any one team in that division. That's just like not very good at all. Like a lot of the other divisions in the NFC, there's at least one team I'd say in that division. That's not very good. And probably is only going to have like three or four wins this year. I don't think that the lions are one of those teams. Um, but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they go like six and ten again, don't make it to the playoffs, and then have another year of rebuilding um, with Matt Patricia as their head coach. Uh, so with that, we're going to jump into my final predictions uh, for the 2019 season. Um, so what we'll do is I'll start with my college predictions. Um, I did have Grant and Andrew give me their predictions, which included winners of the of each of those conferences as well as sleeper teams. Uh, and then I'll also give my college football playoff prediction. So starting with the ACC, my championship matchup is going to be the Clemson Tigers and the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, and then my sleeper team is actually going to be Virginia Tech. I don't think there's a lot of people talking about that team. It'll be Justin Fuentes' his third year as the head coach there uh, in Blacksburg, Virginia. I f- don't think that they'll win the ACC Coastal, but I think that they will be very competitive and will probably finish right behind Miami uh, depending on, you know, how the season goes. Um, Whoever wins that head to head matchup is probably going to win the Coastal. Uh, But for right now, I'm going to stick with the Miami Hurricanes um, with Clemson winning the ACC. In the big 10, I've got Ohio state and Wisconsin. So Andrew and Grant, I believe both went with Michigan, but Unfortunately, I'm still gonna, being a Penn State fan in heart, I'm still gonna stick with the Buckeyes uh, until I see them, until I see them have a year where they they don't win the division. I'm still gonna be a believer that they can continue to to win the East, even with Brian Day as their head coach. I think Justin Fields is gonna have a pretty good season, uh, and then I have the Buckeyes playing the Wisconsin Badgers out of the West. So I've mentioned on pre- past episodes. The Big Ten West may be the most open of any of the divisions in college football, but I'm going to go with the team that's been there and done it before, which is the Wisconsin Badgers. I know last year they had kind of a down year, but I think uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to have a really big breakout season, probably going to be invited to New York City um, for the Heisman Trophy. Not sure if he's going to win the Heisman Trophy as it's mainly been a quarterback award uh, for the last you know, decade plus. But I do think that Jonathan Taylor's is going to have yet another outstanding season. And as Andrew kind of alluded to compete for that um, rushing record and Then my sleeper team is going to be Michigan State. I don't think there's a lot of people talking about the Spartans. I know that Mark D'Antonio's very excited with his roster uh, out in uh, Lansing or East Lansing, I should say. I think they kind of took a step back last season, but I do believe that they are going to be probably competing, uh, you know, with Penn state and Michigan for that East. I'm not sure where they're going to end up falling in the standings, but I just think that they're going to be a much improved team from last season. And especially with Brian Lewerke getting another year at quarterback. So I've got Ohio state winning the big 10 over Wisconsin. So they will also join Clemson as being a conference champion. I've then got, uh, The Big 12, which I've got it being a rematch of last year, which is Oklahoma Sooners and Texas Longhorns, with my sleeper being Iowa State. I think both Oklahoma and Texas will be very good teams like they were last season. I do have Oklahoma getting the victory over Texas again in the Big 12 championship. But I honestly could also see Texas winning the Big Twelve. I think it's very close. I'm only going with Oklahoma for now because they have won that conference several years in a row and have have dominated that conference. But it honestly would not surprise me if Texas wins the Big Twelve this year. I think it comes down to that matchup. Even though it's on a conference matchup, I think that game against LSU is going to be very key in terms of how their playoff uh, season, you know, their playoff chances go. I should say, Texas. Could be a team like what we've seen in past years with the SEC where they have one loss or they go undefeated and have one loss in either the conference championship game or the end of the year but they have a very convincing non-conference win that allows them to continue to stay in that playoff conversation so don't be surprised if in the past you know we've seen that with like ohio state out of the big 10 or alabama out of the sec where they don't win the conference but they are still like right in the thick of getting into the playoff i think texas could be that team if there's a scenario where they go undefeated in the regular season and then lose a really really close game um, in the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma, especially because that would mean that they would have beaten LSU um, in their non-conference schedule and then also would have beaten Oklahoma uh, in the regular season. So watch out for that scenario. And then I have Iowa State, as I mentioned, as my sleeper. I think that they're the third best team in the Big 12. I don't necessarily think that they're going to get into the Big 12 championship game, but if either of these teams, like Oklahoma or Texas, have a down year where they have you know two or three losses or maybe even four, don't be surprised if Iowa State is representing the Big 12 in Dallas as well. So with the Pac 12, I also have a rematch of last year. I've got the Washington Huskies and the Utah Utes facing off mm-hmm. in the last year where the Big 12, the I'm sorry, the Pac 12 championship is going to be held in San Francisco or I guess Santa Clara technically. Uh, I think Washington's going to win the big or the Pac 12 again. Uh, I think Utah's defense is absolutely stellar. But I think that nobody's really talking about the fact that Jacob Eason transferred to Washington. He was like the number one quarterback recruit a couple years ago, who did eventually lose his starting job to Jake Fromm in Georgia. And I think people have forgotten really how good of a quarterback he was in high school. And I think he's really going to show up for the Huskies and perform in ways that Jake Browning may not have been able to perform uh, when he was at Washington the last couple of years. So I got Washington beating Utah. And then my sleeper team is actually the Cal golden bears. Uh, I think this is a team that's forgotten about in the PAC 12 and they have a very stellar defensive unit. Uh, I th- even though they're in the PAC 12 North, I wouldn't be shocked if they're, you know, competing with teams like Stanford and Oregon and Washington state uh, so watch out for the Cal Golden Bears. I think that they could make some noise. Not necessarily win the Pac-12, but they could finish the year 9-3 and three potentially if their season goes well. And then last conference we got is the SEC. I've also got, like like the last two conferences, a rematch of last season, which is going to be Alabama and Georgia. Only this time I'm going to have the roles reverse. I'm going to have Georgia beating Alabama finally in part three of their series. Uh, I think... Georgia has had the number one. They had the number one recruiting class last year, and I think it's about time that they finally overtake Alabama. I don't know if both of these teams are going to be undefeated going into that game. It wouldn't shock me if one is undefeated and the other has a loss, um, and then we get a scenario in like what we have in the Big Twelve, where the team that wins the conference, you know, is obviously in the forefront to get into the the playoff, but that team that lost could still be in the conversation. But I think it's about time that Georgia finally overtakes Alabama. I'm a little bit nervous about Alabama, especially given that they lost Dylan Moses at linebacker for the season. The last year when I would watch Alabama play, I noticed that their defensive unit was not like the defenses of past Nick Saban Alabama teams. So this team, once again, I think is really going to rely on Tua Tagovailoa, at quarterback, and their offense But we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. Again, I don't know if both are going to be undefeated because they don't play each other during the regular season. So I'll be curious to see how that matchup goes. But I'm going to have the Georgia Bulldogs winning. And then I'm going to have the Mississippi State Bulldogs as my sleeper team. main reason to pick a Mississippi State is because... Part of it's bias, like Tommy Stevens, who was the backup quarterback at Penn State, transferred there. And Joe Moorhead's their head coach, and he used to be the Penn State offensive coordinator. So I think both of those guys are really going to gel. I know that Mississippi State did lose a lot of defensive talent that had been um, on that team from past years when Dan Mullins was the head coach. But I think Mississippi State could you know be very competitive against other teams in the sec west like lsu and auburn uh, so watch out for mississippi state so with that i've got my uh college football playoff prediction so it's actually i'm going to get go, the four teams i have have are going to be number one the clemson tigers number two the georgia bulldogs number three the ohio state buckeyes and number four the washington huskies so It's kind of similar to the playoff that was a couple years ago, except the only difference is I've got Georgia in there instead of Alabama. Um, But I think Ohio State and Washington will get in. I do have Clemson beating Washington in the Peach Bowl and then Georgia beating Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. So it'll be a Clemson-Georgia national championship. And I'll hold off on my winner. Uh, I know... Others who've made this prediction, they, have, they do also have Clemson in their championship game, but they had them playing teams like Michigan or Alabama for part five. Uh, but I'm going to hold off on my national championship prediction for right now. I, I just think that those two teams have been the teams that have recruited maybe a little bit better than Alabama the last few years and might finally get over the hump. Um, so that's going to be my college football playoff prediction. And now we'll move into the NFL. So the teams I have seated in the AFC, I'm going to have it going one, Kansas City two Pittsburgh, three new England four Jacksonville. And then my wild cards at five are going to be the LA chargers and six, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and then my AFC championship, I'm going to have it be the Pittsburgh Steelers and the LA chargers. So a little bit kind of a fringe pick there. Uh, but I do believe that, um, we're going to have some upsets in the divisional round and, uh, get a get a scenario where we have a team like a wildcard team like LA end up playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers and then in the NFC I'm going to have it be 1 New Orleans, 2 Philadelphia, 3 the LA Rams, 4 Minnesota, 5 Green Bay and 6 San Francisco. Uh, and then my NFC championship I'm going to have be the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so I am picking a little bit of chalk there, but I do have some teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. So of note, I got Minnesota getting in, Green Bay getting in, and San Fran getting in. And then over in the uh, AFC, I've got Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, who last year both of those teams were not in the in the playoffs last year. I know I've noticed a couple past years in the NFL. There's 12 teams getting in the playoffs and at least half of them, you know, change over from year to year. Um, so I'm not saying quite half. I'm saying five out of 12 will be different. But nonetheless, you know, I think that there will be a lot of a lot of change. But some of those teams towards the top will will remain towards the top. So with that, that's actually going to be the end of the episode. This is going to be, as I mentioned, the last preseason episode that we're doing leading into the 2019 college and NFL seasons. Uh, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to all these episodes leading into the season. Uh, We'll be releasing uh, another episode starting after the week three season of the uh, NFL. So at that point in the year, we'll have four college games or college weeks, I should say, under under wrap, as well as three NFL weeks or games under wrap. Uh, So we'll bring on a a number of different guest hosts for each episode uh, instead of just doing one guest host. And we'll chat about what we've seen in the season thus far and go from there. Uh, And we'll be doing that every other week throughout the season. Um, And then probably once we get into the NFL playoffs, we'll do an episode for, for every week at that point to kind of give some predictions and analysis. But once again, I just wanted to take the time to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. And I hope that you uh, and your teams that you root for have successful years and that you take time to enjoy, sit back, relax, watch them with friends and family. Thanks, everyone.